Testing. One, two, three. From the Bristol Herald Courier, I'm Delena Matthews, and this is On the Record. This week on the record, reporter Leif Grass interviewed Terry Napier, director of Parts and Recreation for Bristol, Tennessee, about payments the department made to vendors for its senior programs in 2018. Napier discussed where the money comes from to pay for these programs, the need for them, and budgeting. Part of our task at the senior center is, you know, we're, we're, we're providing multiple services to our senior population. Our senior population is 50 and above. But not only, you know, everybody knows that we do exercise classes and we have exercise equipment, but, you know, that, that speaks to the physical need uh, of our senior population. Uh, we also um, are focused on the, the emotional needs of our senior population. You know, you come up here and you talk to a lot of people, this is all they have. This is Their family's here. So a lot of what we do, we focus on social aspects of their life because this is. So to that end, we do programs. We do programs such as uh, Mother's Day luncheon. Uh, we do a father's uh, a, a biscuits and coffee for Father's Day. Uh, we do a breast cancer awareness luncheon. Uh, we do uh, dances, uh, you know, sometimes nights, weekends. We do dances in our gym, and those are usually themed, uh, you know, 50s, you know, whatever. Um uh, so, so yes, we do all those programs specific to our senior population. Uh, a, the, 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 the recreational concept, but also the emotional, for them to get together with their friends and, and do things that they enjoy together. So, so how do we do that? Uh, and, and we'll throw into that too. We also do, we do trips. We do, uh, if you look in our brochure and uh, our seniors, so, you know, this is all of our daily events. These are typical things that we do on a day-to-day -day basis, you know, all of our fitness classes, uh, our gym schedule. Uh, but then you come over and you got senior adult trips, uh, you know, the, the Wolfer House in Withful, the Oak Ridge Boys in Pigeon Forge. Um, so, you know, you'll see that every, every, uh, every cycle of our brochure, you'll see these trips. Um, I'll shook up at the Flat Rock Playhouse. So what we do is we take the cost of the ticket, uh, whatever 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 Flat Rock charges us for the show, and if sometimes a lot of these there's a meal provided, mm -hmm. and we usually add about five bucks to that, and that's what we charge the participant. So the participant is actually paying for that meal. We're just the we're just the, the the process. We we arrange it, we set it up, and and we collect the money from them, and then we pay for it. So the burger bar event that you ask questions about specifically, uh, that's not taxpayer money. Mm -hmm. That's participant money. We we collect. We actually have one of the line items in my budget is is is, is specifically says trips. And so anytime we go on these trips or we have those special events, when I get a purchase order, I charge it to that line item with the understanding if I charge $500 to that line item for, for, a, for a dance, for food, I charge them $500 for that meal. Does that make sense? Yeah. So. It's sort of net. 
it's it's, a, it's an in and out account. We we plan the event, whatever that that whatever that meal charge is or that specific charge, we charge the participant. Uh, so when you look at when you look in here, I mean it'll say transportation, lunch buffet, and guided tour twenty four dollars. So you know that's probably a twenty dollar, and I don't know exactly what that particular one is, but that's probably a twenty dollar ticket for us. We always put a few dollars on there to cover our expenses on our end. Um, but we also get we also get grant money specific to senior programs, and part of the responsibility of that grant is to provide these activities. So these meals that are being questioned are paid for by the actual participant, uh, like the bus that we use to go on these trips. Uh, is, is was purchased out of a transportation grant and so i mean we are we are so frugal mm -hmm. with what we do with every penny and you know through that grant you know we have some responsibilities or certain levels of classes and numbers that we have to meet to be eligible for that grant year in and year out and these trips and social activities are part of that responsibility mm -hmm. so if you take what we charge the participant, which more than covers any meal or ticket fee, the the bus, you know, some of the fuel, the upkeep is paid for out of the transportation fund, and then we have a uh, grant through the state that also has federal dollars that helps pay for some of the other stuff. So, I mean, I, I, I haven't sat down and done the research to, mm -hmm. to figure out exactly you know, does this trip to Rogersville does it does it cost me ten dollars of taxpayer money? Probably not. It, it almost nets out. It really does. Uh, and I and I guess that's why my response yeah. to Burger Bar and tax money is like, but it's not tax money. Okay, yeah. It really isn't. Mm -hmm. It's well, it's. That's what I'm realizing yeah. by doing this is that a lot of this is paid for by grants or by. Now, now do we spend tax money on mm -hmm. senior programs? Absolutely. I mean, look at this building. You know, uh, this is a beautiful old building that we, we maintain, again, uh, you know, for pennies on the dollar. And, and you know, some, some tax money goes to up keeping this building up. But we also do a lot of other things in this building. You know, city council meetings are held in this building. The police training department is, is in this building downstairs. We have a lot of community meetings in this building. Uh, so, you know... There's a lot of pieces, parts to what goes on, but this building is where we do our community programs out of. Um, you know, seniors. You know, we. I would say that that the majority of our uh, expenses for senior programs is where we pay instructors, and rather than hiring staff to teach all the, you know, because staff, one staff person can only teach so many specialty classes. So, if you look at most of these classes, we have you know twelve, fifteen specialty instructors that that we contract and a lot of that is paid out of that grant but a lot of that's also paid out of uh, you know if, if you're a non-resident if you're a senior and you're a non-resident that uses this facility it costs 120 dollars a year so if you don't live in the city of bristol tennessee and you come to the slater community center you pay 120 dollars a year or you're a participant in the silver sneakers program Silver Sneakers is a program uh, that a lot of your major uh, healthcare providers 
uh, provide through their Medicare Part B. And it's, I guess, the, the, the end result there is insurance companies know that if they keep their senior uh, insurees healthy and active, they don't have as many claims. So by participating in Silver Sneakers, every time a participant of Silver Sneakers scans their card downstairs, we get paid. So we get a significant amount of money every year from Silver Sneakers, which helps offset the cost of our instructors for all these specialty classes. Um, so again, it's <laughs> a lot of moving parts, a lot of pieces parts, uh, but, you know, bang for your buck. I mean, we're frugal. Uh, there's really not any, there, there's not, not really any fluff out there. I wish there was. I mean, we wish we had that kind of money. Um, but I mean, we have to, we have to schedule and plan and, you know, and we, we have a lot of partners, you know, we do, we do a significant number of meals every day, uh, out of this building of our senior program. I mean, you have a significant number of people in this community that if we don't take them a meal, they don't eat. And what is that like a meals on wheels mm-hmm. program? Yeah. And so we, we deliver, we have two drivers go out every morning. We, we deliver meals and I don't, I don't know the number right offhand. Uh, we deliver meals to those people every day. And if, if we know we're going to be closed tomorrow for a holiday, we deliver them an extra packaged meal to cover that holiday because, you know, those people don't eat. Now that's a, that's a partner program. We, we get some funding, uh, to help cover our expenses. Uh, but we also serve a meal here. Uh, that's brought to us through that same program and you know but again we we put some some staff time into it but we have a we have an agreement where we get money from them so most of the stuff we do there's there's at least a partial funding mechanism um, to help offset it and does Going back to Burger Bar, does a lot of the stuff you do have work in tandem with the Burger Bar, or do you kind of just switch the, restaurants? The, the Burger Bar is just just one of many places that we use. We we use a lot of we use a lot of different restaurants, and a lot. I mean, a lot of it's feedback. Uh, you know, we go bowling at the at the Bass Pro Shop, and uh, you know, and and often have a meal with that. You know, a lot of it is is feedback from our senior participants. What do they want to do? And based on you know what that theme is, uh, my staff will, will will seek out and and typically what they'll do is you know they'll get multiple. You know, if they think they're going to do a hamburger lunch, they'll contact a couple caterers and you know kind of get a price per person. Uh, you know, and they, they, they move it around. It's not just Burger Bar. I mean, Burger Bar is, is one of, of many of the vendors that we use. Um, they are, they're popular with our seniors, especially when we do themed dances because they just, you know, they do such a good job. But uh, they're not the only vendor that we use for meals. Or are you sending a big estimate of how many people you expect to attend? Well, typically, typically we'll know. I mean, if we do something at the train station, there's a set number. We know this is the max number of participants. So, so if it's a Mother's Day lunch, and we know we can, we know we can see a hundred people. And I don't. That's not a real number. So, so we will. We don't. We we seek because of the dollar amount. We we seek prices. Uh, you know, we'll contact. Uh, 
several vendors and you know tell them what our thoughts are and get a price per person and then we go through the PO process and we get a purchase order and, and ultimately and order those meals. That are paid for by the participants. And so just going over kind of what we've already talked about. So a lot of this stuff comes from grant funding. A lot of this stuff is there's a certain amount in the budget that you kind of set aside and then you have that amount in the budget paid for we, by we, we budget, the charges at the events. We budget, I think my line item for trips is $25,000. Not that we will, not that we spend twenty five thousand dollars. That's a placeholder. So if I if I schedule a trip, that's put in the budget. That's the numbers in the budget. So if I schedule a trip to South Pacific, and it's forty two dollars, and I can take twenty four people on my bus, so that's the cost of that. And we would, so we would issue a check to Flat Rock Playhouse for that amount. And it would be charged to that trip line item, not our not our regular operator, but to our trip. But we would be putting that number, that same number of revenue, because we we have already charged those twenty four participants that forty two dollars. So we've already put that revenue back in to the city fund before that check is ever written for the playhouse. So. You know, the way you've been around long enough, you understand the way the, the city's budget works is, you know, we have to we have to show funding in that budget for what we think we're going to spend. doesn't mean we're going to always spend it. Sometimes we go over it and you see us do adjustments at the end of the year. So those numbers in our placeholders, I looked, I, I don't, we've not, we've not met that $25,000 the last two years. But, you know, you don't want to put 10000 in there and spend fifteen because it requires a budget adjustment. So... That's I, we our staff calls that an in and out account because what we're charging to it we have already collected. So and yes, we get a combination. You know, when when I do my budget, not only do I say you know here's the funding I need to do my programs. There's also a second sheet that I say here's the revenue I anticipate bringing in this year to help offset these costs. So. When, when Terry Music and, and the finance staff, when they sit down and work on the budget, you know, they have to know what their estimated amount of revenue coming in so they can determine how much money the city can actually spend. So part of that process is my revenue. My revenue from grants, my revenue from what we collect from participants when they choose to go on a trip, my revenue from programs like Silver Sneakers, uh, and my my revenue from from where we charge non-resident participants, so all those revenues are looked at. You know, I'm not saying those equal my budget, but those are a part of how we figure. You know, what my budget would be for for operating senior programs. It's not just as easy as saying, "Here's how much money I need." It's also here's how much money we're going to bring back. What programs or does it go no. into the next year's budget? It, it, well. Again, the, the and I'm not the person to explain how the municipal budget works. So, so, so the budget, 
you know, Tara and her staff says, okay, here's how much money we think we're going to bring in this year, you know, from property taxes and sales taxes. And, you know, sales taxes is, is fluid. We don't know what that number is. It's a guesstimate. Here's what we're going to bring in from, from grants. Here's what we're going to bring in from speeding tickets. It's all a guesstimate. Okay. So based on that guesstimate, we know, you know, what our expenditures can be based on that guesstimate. You know, so, so I say, here's how much money I think I'm going to need this year to run my programs. Uh, but that 25000 that's put in there is just a placeholder. I, you know, I know I'm not going to spend that much. And maybe one year I go over it, but it, it, it washes on the backside because I'm only going to spend from that what I've already brought in. So, it's, it's, again, it's just a placeholder because I'm showing that I'm going to bring that revenue in anyway. Or I, w- I couldn't have requested that money because, you know, you know how tight our budget is and, you, you know, we account for every nickel. So I would say that when I, you know, and I've never had to do this, but when I turned my request in, if I said, hey, I'm going to have zero revenue, I'm, all these trips are going to be free, when they start lining up there and say, you know what, then you don't get that money. Mm-hmm. It's going to go away because we don't have the revenue coming in to offset that expense that you're requesting. And, you know, prior to you coming here in a few years, you know, we kind of changed, the the city council kind of changed up. We started charging for things in Parks and Rec that we'd never charged for before. We started charging to get in Steel Creek Park. So, you know, we recognize, the city recognized that, you know, a lot of our programs are optional. I mean, you, you, you participate in them by choice. So council felt like that there, there should be some revenue generation from some of our programs to help offset, you know, the cost of the programs, maintaining the facilities. Uh, so, so I speculate all those potential revenues at the same time that I'm making my request for money. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how it works. So, you know, there's really not any, you know, the, the money that, you know, you hear them talk about the reserve. You, you, that's, that's how that money ends up in reserve because here, here's money. We brought in more this year. It's kind of like your bank account. You know, if, if you bring in more money in your paychecks this year than you spend, then you have money in the bank, right? So that's how our, our reserve, if we brought in a little bit more than we spent this year, then we put some in the bank for next year. And so if there's money, if I requested 50000 and I only spent twenty five. Then there's twenty five left over to go in reserve, or to cover if I had to, if I had an emergency, if I had a hole in the roof that I had a twenty five thousand dollar repair I didn't expect. That twenty five at the end of the sheet may cancel out that twenty five that I didn't know I was going to spend because we have emergency repairs all the time. You know, you don't know you don't know when your HVAC unit's going to blow up. You know, we budget for we budget for you know normal. You know, we, we, we can pretty much figure, you know, this many bathrooms, you're going to have to replace this many toilets. So we, we have a number in there, but it's hard to guesstimate when, a, when an HVAC unit's going to blow up. It's hard to guesstimate, uh, you know, because my budget's, my budget's greater than Parks and Rec. It, it's also facilities. You know, I can't guesstimate when a generator for a building's going to blow up. So those things, you know, if there's a hole in the roof, you know, we had a brick fall off our chimney last night and hit the roof that we've got to get somebody to come and look at. So if that's a hole in the roof, that's a repair that I've got to make happen this year that I didn't, I didn't know was going to happen. So most likely if that expenditure 
I'm going to have to hold off someplace else to help cover that. So I don't spend more than I requested bottom line. You know, our budget for parks and recs kind of bottom line. So I know if I, you know, if I have a, you know, $10,000 repair that I didn't anticipate, you know, I'm going to try and hold back a little bit other places to help offset that sum. Uh, you know, there's, like I said, some of that stuff you just, uh, you know, I got guys out at a, out at a ball field right now uh, with a sewer pump go out last night. And, you know, they're, they're out trying to determine if that's repairable or if it's got to be replaced. You don't know when a sewer pump's going to go out. You just, you just have to, you know, plan as best you can based on history. So when we look at our budget, we really look at a five-year history. So if my repair or, or cost have been this for over five years, that's kind of the average that we try and use. Uh, as, as a director, I try and, you know, I look at my staff and what we're doing, and I look at that average of what we've been doing to kind of help me, you know, start with a plan. Is that correct? We're, we're not profit-driven. Yeah. Uh, we're not a profit. The city's not profit-driven. So, like I said, if, you know, and I don't know the exacts because I don't sit down and go through the, I have staff. So, like, uh, let's take this, this one right here is $42. You know, that show cost might have been 38 So, we'll put 3 or $4 in there. Helps us cover gas. Helps us buy tires for the van that runs that trip. Helps us cover staff. Helps us cover incidentals we didn't know about. So, so all these uh, are going to have two or three dollars added on to to help cover our transportation costs and our staffing costs. Uh, but again, you're talking about you know 24 people on a trip. If we charge two dollars extra, that's that's not fifty dollars uh, toward gas or a new set of tires or you know or the bus breaks down or uh, whatever. So, yes, we charge a couple, but I would I would not in any way, shape, or form consider it profit. It's it's to help cover the operational cost of providing that activity. On the record is made possible by David McKee, David Krieger, Delina Matthews, and Brian Woodson. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. <laughs>